Let's do Huga for those that finish their work and get golden time this week. Oh my goodness, it's comments like these that when I see them, they really frustrate me. Let's delve into why and look at what Huga actually feels and looks like in this week's podcast. My name's Kimberly and I'm your host on the Who Got In The Early Years podcast. I'm also founder of Katie Consultancy, which is an international hub for supporting early years teaching, training and inspiration. And with all the work I do, I'm all about empowering early educators to be the very best version of themselves by creating that perfect blend of professional knowledge and development alongside valuing their self-care and well-being. So hello and I hope you've had a really good couple of weeks. Notice how I say couple there. I must apologise for missing out on our podcast last week. Let me tell you what happened because there's an important lesson to be learnt. Now for those of you that have been following me now for a little while or maybe you've listened to some previous episodes of the podcast, you'll know that my little cat Jasper had a really bad accident at the start of the year. He was playing around, I think playing a chasing game, up our wooden uh, banister at the side of the stairs. During the middle of the night, he fell off and fell down onto the wooden floor of our hallway, breaking his leg really badly and needing to be in the veterinary hospital for over a week. Now, he's doing really well now. There's still a long recovery ahead of him. We're needing to have lots of trips back to the vet for checkups and pain relief medication. And we're also giving him lots of extra special love and attention. But last week, I also had another patient to look after at home. My partner's back went and that meant he couldn't do anything for himself. And so I was left trying to coordinate all the jobs that needed doing in our home. We had some construction workers around that were doing some work on our house. I was also having to look after our poorly kitty and also just trying to keep my business going as well. But I completely forgot last week to take care of myself. I was rushing from one thing to the next, forgetting to even eat my meals properly. And so Thursday afternoon came around I was supposed to be recording my podcast episode and on my way down our wooden stairs while I was carrying my laptop in my hand with my head, oh I don't know, daydreaming or thinking of something else I needed to do, I went flying down our wooden staircase. Ouch. So it ended up in me really hurting my back. Gosh, I have the biggest black bruise on it now. And I cut my elbows open and I sprained my wrist. So this wasn't such a great move. And it happened because I wasn't taking care of myself. I was rushing around, I was being busy, I was trying to make sure everyone else was okay. But I forgot about me. And it's that whole thing of applying our own oxygen mask first so that we're equipping ourselves to look after everyone else. And I wasn't doing this. So it was a painful reminder to not get carried away and to just think back to myself. It wasn't being selfish, but I needed to remind myself that I had to take care of me too. 
because I was no good to anyone at the end of last week. I couldn't move without feeling in pain. So it reminded me to slow down, take time for me, take time for you, no matter how busy you are. Okay, well, I've definitely been doing better with the self-care this week. I've been going back on my daily well-being walks, fueling my body well with some good food and going to bed much earlier as well. And all of this has led to me feeling much brighter that I've now got more to offer to my partner, to offer to my cat and to offer to the people that I serve and, and look after. Now, when I um, was busy going through some of the comments on my Facebook page um, last night, I came across one particular comment that really just wanted, made me want to put my head into my hands. And it was this, let's air quote, do hygge for those that finish their work and get golden time this week. I also get similar sort of messages from some of my members as well, saying things to me like, we're doing this course for ourselves because we realize the importance of it but our head teacher doesn't see this kind of learning as being important. Now, perhaps it's not their fault. Maybe we should let them off as they don't understand what Hugo is properly. Maybe we even need a reminder ourselves on why Hugo can be felt every single day and not just on a random afternoon. Now, Hugo is the Danish approach to living well that focuses on being in the moment, and embracing the feelings of warmth, simplicity, and coziness. And again, feeling together. Hugo involves slowing down and learning to be present and enjoy the simple things in life. Less rushing and being busy and more time practicing gratitude and working on a more appreciative and optimistic mindset. And the more we practice being present, the easier it is and the more it becomes part of our daily life. So we need that practice to feel and notice the wind on our face, the sound of the bird song tweeting in the early morning air, or the blueness of the sky. And those that need to feel Hugo the most are those children with the big emotions struggling to finish their work on time. Maybe they're ones that are disengaged in school. Maybe they're ones that are having a hard time at home. Perhaps when we look at the teachers, it's those teachers that need to feel Hugo that are stressed, that are feeling almost at burnout, the ones that are struggling to keep it together in the classroom. So we need to be seeing our own self-care and well-being as having the same importance as brushing our teeth or making dinner each day, building it into our daily rhythm, creating that momentum of change. So doing hygge as a one-off sporadic event doesn't work. It won't make you successful with change. It would be like eating all the chocolate, crisps and junk food and going to the gym for a 10 minute workout once a week and expecting to have the body of an athlete. Doing this isn't going to help you see or feel any difference. And the same goes for Hugo as well. You can't push your mind into stressful situations every single day of the year and then do a 10 minute exercise of sitting with a cup of chamomile tea, practicing mindfulness once every six weeks, 
hoping for amazing calmness to sweep over you. Okay, next, the children and adults that need to feel and experience Hugo are those that are struggling, those that haven't finished their work, that friend that has cancelled seeing you. So Hugo shouldn't be seen as a one-off reward for those already winning at life. Hugo is about a feeling and to achieve this we need to start making changes, like adding warmth to our atmosphere. This needs to be done carefully with those around us. We can't simply buy a few candles and feel hygge, but instead think about personally what brings the people sharing a space the joy. What makes it feel like theirs? Having that sense of connection and belonging. So let's summarise a few of those points. One, Huga takes time to feel and appreciate. Feeling and embracing Huga in many cases involves making slow changes to the way you live. So you can't have an overnight transformation. Build Huga into your everyday routine. Number two, we can't buy Huga. We have to feel the connection to it and discover what Huga feels like to those sharing our space. And lastly, number three, Huga can't be a one-off experience to really make a difference. It has to be a daily ritual, seen as important as eating dinner or brushing your teeth. Now, if you want to know more about Huga in even more detail, have you listened to my very first podcast, all about an introduction to Huga? I think you'll find this really interesting. Also, I don't know if you know this or not, but we've got our Spring Huga in the Early Years conference coming up this March. And our keynote speaker for this event is none other than best-selling international author of the Little Book of Huga, Mike Viking. And he's going to be sharing with us the wisdom and knowledge and research that he has on how we can live a happier and healthier life by embracing Huga. I'm going to give you a little preview of our conference at the end of this week's podcast, just so you get a flavour for what the conference is like. And if you're interested in purchasing a ticket or finding out more information about our incredible lineup for this event, do head to www.whogetintheearlyears.co.uk and you can find out a lot more information there. But for now, Here's a preview of Mike's keynote speech, and I look forward to being back with you here next week. Take care. I remember there was one young man who stood up and said, you know, earlier we've been focusing on feeding our stomachs. Now we want to feed our hearts and our minds. And I think that's a global sentiment. I think we are globally recognizing that we have gotten richer without getting happier. And there is a need for creating a different way of designing society uh, with a different way of, 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 of creating education system, different way of creating a, a, a city, different way of, 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 of interacting with people. Mm -hmm.